wish to attract higher levels of good health, personal and interpersonal relationships, and a deeper connection with spirit, you've tuned in at the right time and to the right place. This is Awakened Hearts with Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. In our program, we'll provide intuitive readings, insight, and guidance to help you connect with spirit and experience more from life. Now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled that you have joined us here today. We are your hosts, Rebecca Campbell. And Boyd Campbell. And you are listening to Awakened Hearts on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America Talk Radio. You can contact us by email, hello at sundrahealing.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, add us on Google+, and of course, visit our website, sundrahealing.com. We have a special guest with us today, Sarada Chiruvalu. And Sarada uh, left a pharmaceutical career to pursue a spiritual calling. She set out on a unique journey that has taken her toward attaining realization of self and enlightenment through many years of deep meditation. And over the years since, she continues to lead a normal family life, dedicating her time toward various philanthropic pursuits wherever she can make a difference. We are going to be talking about her very first book today, which I will let Sarada introduce. Welcome, Sarada. Thank you, uh, Rebecca and Boyd. Uh, it's a really pleasure to be on your show today. We're very glad to have you. Yes, indeed. I'm very excited to be talking about your book. Thank you. Um, do you, well, my book is called Home at Last. <clears throat> it's about my own journey, how I uh, tapped into that um, um, so-called uh, divinity that's within all of us. Mm, beautiful. Um, each one of us usually uh, goes through that when it's right time, I guess, you know. That's what it's about. The book talks about that, my own journey. Wonderful. So it's an autobiographical account of your, your personal search for meaning and enlightenment. Correct. Yeah, how the process took place uh, within me that took uh, more than almost eight years uh, before I, I could fully say, yes, I, I'm there, I'm home. You know, that's why the book is mm. called <laughs> Yeah, I love the title. It's, it's perfect. So you were in a pharmaceutical uh, career in the pharmaceutical industry for many years, and of course, you're a wife and a mother. What was it that made you launch this journey? Um, you know, this is a question a lot of people ask me that. Actually, it's not something that I had uh, pre-planned, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, pre-planned or, or looking for that particular direction to go to or uh, that I've been uh, practicing for a long time uh, to get enlightened or self-realized. I didn't even know any of those terms even way back then. Um, it's just then, it just happened while I was going through my normal life, just like everyone else, uh, all of a sudden, uh, it just sort of, uh, it turned me around, you know, not that I did anything on my own, sort of it kind of directed me to go towards some other uh, direction, I don't know, some other uh uh, something knocking inside of me say hey you need to turn around and kind of go to this way you know something like that it's just strangest way it had happened for me um, 
it's like finding out well what's life is all about Wh- why are we here what is, what's the purpose of our life you know all these type of questions come about all of a sudden within me and so the kind of like a, there's a switch that turned me around while I was doing I was comfortable with my life and normal routine I was working in pharmaceuticals everything was uh, honky-dory I was just don't know I mean like uh, I guess when one is ready or when is going to word uh, uh, you know the journey is different for each one of us when that uh, ability one gets to turn around one never knows and I, I didn't even know that's what happened hmm it, it took me by surprise yeah. <laughs> no, in a way it, is, it did because uh, you know all of a sudden uh, it's just total a way of thinking changed and total uh, something drastic took place within me. You know, I had to really look into it after a while. What's going on? I didn't even know myself what was going on. I felt sort of down and depressed and disinclination toward anything I was doing. Uh, Nothing interested me for a while. Nothing was uh, challenging. Nothing was uh, looking forward to doing when I get up every morning, uh, there's some kind of a, almost like a depression, you know, but it's not quite depression. It's something different because I was functioning well, I was doing everything okay, but not with that jest, you know, that not that I don't have any kind of a, oh yeah, this is exciting. This is what I want to do. Nothing like that. It's almost like uh, there's something else I'm after rather than what I'm used to doing. That's how it was. Hmm. Make it simpler. <laughs> yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, I got a question here for you. I'm trying to pronounce one of the words. I'm going to do my best here, so forgive me if I uh, murder this. There, was, there are many different words that you use in your book, um, one of them being uh, renu- renunciation. Is that correct? Renunciation, right, right. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, equanimity and self realization. Uh-huh. Um, can you uh, give us a little bit of um, background on what these mean and uh, what what they are? Oh, definitely. Um, Please. Let's talk about renunciation first. Sure, when sure. I talk about renunciation in my book, I was referring to disinclination toward life or anything that the world has to offer me. You know, uh, all of a sudden, a sudden drop. In interest, sudden drop in attachments, sudden drop in desires, sudden drop in uh, wants. You know, I want this, I want that. I got to go get this, I got to go get this. It's an, you know how we all are, always like never satisfied with what whatever we have. Sometimes it's always something that we want again or something we always are looking forward for, you know. Uh, good car, great house, you know, go to a party, go this, go those. I mean, it's always something we look forward in this world, always, you know. What is, world and that attachment toward that, you know, there's something always to go get, you know. And that whole thing drops. That's what I meant by renunciation. No deep uh, attachments to anything specific, not even to your own kith and kin or family members. I mean, yeah, you love them and everything, but yet there is this distinct difference between before and the after when that happens, that that sudden turnaround happens. Uh, there is a dislike or this, this 
inclination toward doing anything fun, you know, uh, losing all that for a while. That's what is called renunciation, you know. Like I said, mm. it's almost depression, but it's not really depression, but it's like something you're much more detached to, toward everything that's around you. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, as you're talking there, I'm thinking, you know, if I was to, to take those feelings that you were talking about and went to a doctor, uh-huh. um, I'm sure they would want to put me on antidepressants. Yep, yep. How, how do, you do, uh, do you differentiate? Between- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. That's true. Uh, that's why I did not go to see a doctor because I knew deep down what is going on and I knew deep down for uh, some reason, there is this interest toward divinity, you know, toward life in general, you know, what's it all about type of questions come about in your mind. Um, or something beyond Annabelle, you know, something that you're like a search toward uh, something more than what you really look forward for in life. Um, when these things are happening, you know, it is towards something spiritual, you know, something, um, a search. So it's not a depression as normal depression. You just lay down and, and sort of like, you know, down the dumps. Not like that. So you can really, perhaps some people, they go through that. I don't know if they go get some antidepressants. I don't know. But in my case, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I sort of knew what what it was. I mean, maybe from reading books, maybe I have that insight within me is telling me what it's going on. No, that's that there's a change of perception, there's a change of way of thinking changes. All of a sudden you sort of have that inner knowing also a certain amount mm-hmm. that uh, it's really not something depression, you know, something like that, yeah. something else. You can you t- you can tell I mean, I, I know I could tell. Well, <clears throat> I think that there was, you know, there was a quest. There was, um, you were on a personal quest at the same time and searching and looking. And so that's maybe the element of difference as, as being in uh, just a depression, that's right? That's yeah. a way of putting it. That's true, Rebecca. Uh, I think that's what's going on because I was always then ever since I dropped all the normal excitement things I always do, you know, socializing this, that. Uh, I'm always like anytime I have time, I'd rather uh, read a book about something that's toward this type of, uh, you know, people that's gone through this or or maybe I would rather uh, sit quietly and meditate or one thing or other. You know, I, I started doing all those things. You know, there's something... I'm looking for, definitely. So I, that's how I knew, you know. Hmm. So what is it? What do you mean by self-realization? You know, there's so many terms in this day and age. People use self-realization, enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, non-dual dimension, um, truth. All these are same. At the end of the time, end of the. Uh, you know, they is uh, they're interchangeably. We use them in different contexts. Different books use different terms, but all that means is it's tapping into that uh, universal consciousness that we all carry within us. Divinity we all carry, or God, whatever you co- want to call it. You can call anything you want, but that we're all spiritual beings. We're all uh, originally we're, we're come out in this on this earth with that divine energy, right? And then all of a sudden, it changes as you grow. You know, everything, we have forgotten who we are, and we, we develop this, this 
something totally different, another self, the egoic self, or we will live with that, uh, continuously uh, ego-driven, you know, as we grow older and older, uh, more environmental changes and family, everything, you know, your view changes, your life changes, your condition, behavior patterns uh, start increasing, uh, belief systems increase. So it's like what I mean by self-realization is going back and tapping into that divinity that we all have and, and really actually feeling it, actually seeing it, actually changing yourself back to that. You know, it's almost reclaiming yourself uh, who we are, actually. That's what mm-hmm. self-realization is all about. That's what the enlightenment, the term is used, right? When you really tap into that. And you realize it again. Oh, that's who we are. This is what we're supposed to be like. And then with that comes the whole package of different way of being and with that different way of unconditional love, you know, um, service to society, service to world, you know, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what it And what about equanimity? Equanimity. Equanimity comes when you're self-realized. Uh, that's hand in hand. It goes, uh, it's almost like uh, you're here in the world but like I was saying, something like uh, what I have, what I had said before, uh, your that evenness within you, that that uh, equilibrium that you live with, you know, that that no matter what, good and bad, or, or hor- episodes that you, uh, we all go through, challenges and bad with the good and everything, without getting overly excited, without getting overly sad or overly down the dumps, you know, that you maintain that evenness, you maintain that. Uh, comfort and peace and and no matter how things go around you that's what equanimity is so balance i guess balance and center yeah you mean yeah that that really gets very good after after you live with the after you self-realize within yourself It, it really comes very nicely you can manage the world you can manage people relationships much higher capacity much more uh better you know yeah so I'm I'm curious um, with the change that um, that you have been going through at this point, how how did your family react to you with the change? It would be a drastic drastic difference, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this is a lot of people ask me that question. Um, I always say. Enlightenment, self-realization is not a property of one, but for everybody. And no matter what circumstances you're in, either a householder or career lady, career person, or, you know, in the world, you could be doing a million different uh, things, but still uh, you can get enlightened and self-realize within yourself. Uh, But how you deal, it could make a difference a little bit. Uh, It's more like the change has happened to you, therefore, you need to make that uh, adjustment, not to somebody else around you. You know, it could be your family members or your husband or your, you know, kid and kin, whoever you're staying with or around relationships outside or inside. Uh, you are the one who has to blend in. You are the one who has to understand somebody else because the consciousness you're carrying at this point is uh, not conducive to the, you know, environment or the around you, the outside world. So you need to make that change more or less, you know, blend in and try to try to adjust yourself to not to irritate other people or when, when somebody comes on too strong or somebody talks something that you don't like. How do you balance all that? How do you listen and, and kind of uh, get along 
that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's I just meant I had to make a lot, a lot of times. So I, I used to get really kind of confused at the beginning. I used to be like, oh, God, I don't want to be here. And I wonder, what, she, what are they talking about? I mean, why don't they understand my <laughs> side? You know, why don't they understand the way I think? You know, why don't they? I used to do all these things, but then I used to start, slowly realize oh, later on I shouldn't be doing that. Um, it's something that I need to adjust myself and I need to come down and let it take time. It takes time, actually. Integrating all that uh, consciousness that you're living with now is different from what you're used to, you know. So you have to uh, uh, make that adjustment. And that's what I used to do. And even now, at times, I do that. I mean, it takes a while, even a couple of years after that. It's not an easy task, but I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's uh, it's an adjustment on one's uh, you know, self, how, how you deal with things like that. I mean, my husband and my kids were uh, grown up. My kids were grown up. Uh, they're out of the house pretty much. All they know is I, I became uh, a meditator. Uh, meditation became part of my life, and uh, they know that. And I, they know somewhat. But, like, remember, we're all in a journey. You know, everybody's evolving at a certain pace. So we can't expect, uh, you know, everyone to be at the same level. So I think we should leave them alone and in their own journey. And uh, some understood, some don't understand. It doesn't matter. You know, when it's time, they will. And my husband is a great support for me, actually. He didn't mind me going away, going off many hours of meditation or being by myself in my quietude, uh, which he understood. There's a reason for everyone does what they do sometimes. But we still are together. We are okay. (laughs) Hmm. beautiful yeah we're going to take this opportunity Serata to go to a break and just before we do that uh, I just wanted to announce for our listeners those of you who are local here around Leduc, Alberta our upcoming classes we have on December 17th learning to see and feel auras and then on January 14th we are having the Yusui Reiki level 1 class On January 21st, we are having a crystal healing level 1 class. And on January 28th, our Yusui Reiki level 3 class. So keep those in mind, and we will see you on the other side of two minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. 
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Sarada Chirovalu today, and we are talking about uh, the personal journey to enlightenment uh, and really coming home at last, which is the name of her uh, first book. Sarada, I wanted to ask you to tell us about your teacher, Ama. Okay. Um, her name is uh, Ama Karunamai. I think I wrote a bit about her in my book. Um, she come, She's from the south of India. Uh, she has a big ashram there. Uh, she's an enlightened uh, sage that uh, comes to U.S. every year, travels around each state, uplifting human consciousness, you know, in different ways. To those that are uh, conducive to, let's say, uh, they can handle meditation. She does meditation retreats, uh, so they attend to those. And those that are not into meditation, she does a lot of ritualistic uh, events, uh, you know, with the idol worships and things like that, and fire worships, uh, different different types of uh, ways to bring people to kind of a... get to some kind of a spiritual way of thinking or that their divinity, try to get too close to the divinity and try to uh, change them, you know, uh, uplift yourself, uh, try to reach to higher states of consciousness, higher states of awareness. So she does that a lot every year. And I um, happen to find her latter part of my uh, personal journey uh, that I was doing all on my own pretty much three quarters of the time uh, I did that and after that I find out I needed some someone to talk to I needed someone really to relate my what was going on and kind of like have a conversation it's funny strangest thing uh, I mostly resonated with this lady and it's like it seems as though like you know these beings some of these teachers and the sages or whatever you want to call them um, they sort of know who which individuals which souls are kind of like ready to experience that state of uh, being you know and they call upon them so that's how it happened to me it's sort of like uh, I was you know in the midst of all these teachers out there and there, there are so many of them, you know, not just Ama, but there are other people that are in this country I've seen in other countries. Uh, but why did I go to this particular one? God only knows. I have no idea. I, I, I was like driven toward her, you know, practically. So, And I did want someone from India, of course, you know. Uh, India is a land of spirituality and I respect that. Um, there are a lot of sages, a lot of people go there just to meditate in some of those uh, serene um, areas, locations. Uh, the vibrational impact is much higher there, you know. So anyway, going back to the teacher, yes, I did go to her and I resonated very nicely and I had a nice conversation with her. 
then uh, from there, that point on, I uh, took her, uh, <clears throat> you know, discourses, three of them, uh, retreats, and I uh, did very well with her. She's uh, very uh, good in uh, doing a lot of charitable organizations she established in India, um, you know, I, which I support as well. Mm. Now, now in your book, you tell about the time that you forced yourself in to meet her. And can you tell our audience what she said to you? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like first time. I mean, a lot of people, you know, how these uh, spiritual beings are. and There'll be so many people uh, restraining other crowds just getting in there, you know. Uh, I was talking about in the retreats and things how people were always like around her. They won't let you go and have a one-on-one conversation where I wanted to meet her and sort of talk to her, you know. Uh, I sort of kind of like went and... Um, was going to, you know, talk to her. And then she kind of knew some when I first time when I met her. She knew that uh, I was going to come. And then she says, uh, I was waiting for you, you know. Uh, what took you so long, uh, type of thing. You know, I was kind of surprised and stunned. Why would she say that, you know. <laughs> That's when I knew, uh, I guess uh, they sort of bring bring you, you know, these beings, like uh, like I was telling you before, whoever is ready to, to go through that experience, they sort of know, and they want to help you, uplift you, and they want to uh, kind of help you, giving you tools and uh, different, uh, inspire you in different ways to do meditate more and do, you know, what's right, what's not correct, and kind of like clean up your path a little bit, you know, so you will reach that uh, higher level of uh, perception gets much more clarity in, in when you're meditating. It gets much better, you know, once you meet these high-frequency uh, energy uh, beings like Ama or any other teachers, you know? Mm. Yes, right. and do you feel that everyone needs a teacher in order to be on a spiritual path? Um, you know, it's helpful, yes. I feel that at one point or other, they end up with a teacher, actually. See, you can you can look around. In a lot of people, they start out on their own or maybe perhaps uh, from the beginning they have a teacher to teach them uh, one time or other in their, their, their quest or the journey. They do end up with someone, you know, usually. It's like almost these teachers are like messengers of divine that sends them to them, you know. They sort of... Uh, 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 hold on to your hand and, and take you. They don't give you enlightenment. They don't give you self-realization. That comes from with yourself, with all the hard work you do for yourself. But I think they are there to sort of, uh, like I said, you know, uh, make your path easier, make you get there faster by, by helping you out in different ways. That's what I think. Yeah, so... Um, I've heard it said, you know, and beings that you're um, talking about, teachers that you're talking about like that, their vibration level is so high that um, sometimes people who are on the verge of um, self-realization, it, all, it almost uh, spontaneously happens just by being in their presence. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It's yeah. the, uh, when you sort of like synchronize with their uh, frequency uh, it sort of happens sometimes, you know, like people that are ready, you know, like I said, in the evolutionary journey, some people are ready to attain that. And when they are with this close to these beings that are already pure energy, uh, they have, they can feel that, that, that vibrational impact, 
that they are projecting, you know, high projection of that mm-hmm. vibration around them. Just being with them sort of uplifts you sometimes, you know. And that happened to me, actually, when I was close to her. My uh, chakras within me or my, my energy, I could feel the vibration when I'm with her, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew yeah. Uh, it's the correct one for me. I mean, I wanted to be close to her. I wanted to be with her. So I'm, I'm also curious. Um, you're referring to the teachers as beings. I understand what you're saying. But in, during your meditations, um, do you ever um, have guides or um, teachers come in, in that form as well? No, no. No, uh, no. No, I didn't. I mean, I don't know if some people do that, but uh, my meditations were uh, quite deep and I did not see any guides per se or such. I know I hear those things, other people talking about it. No, I Mm -hmm. never never experienced anything like that. Okay, I was just curious if you had or not. Um, You stress the importance of um, uh, making meditation an everyday practice. Um, For for myself, like we are very busy. Um, So do you have any suggestions on how to... um, incorporate that into a daily practice for the people who don't have a lot of time yeah meditation I, I, I always tell everybody now that more so now with the talks I give a lot of people um, meditation is not for everybody not until it's time for them you know each constitution is different and each uh, person's uh, way of being is different unless uh, it sort of fits into your system or you're okay with sitting quietly um, you know with all the disturbances or the thoughts and this and that agitations that come along with the meditation it needs uh, a practice it needs a lot of practice uh, for normal you know individuals and meditation can do one for normal life of course as it is but uh, what I say is other methods are good too like a lot of people do yoga hatha yoga kundalini yoga this that I hear million types of yogas all these prepare you toward the ultimate meditation you know meditation is the ice I feel is the ultimate thing that will take you to enlightenment I feel it's the most direct way to reaching self-realization um, so now how do you your question to answer your question how can one um, take that into uh, you know a practice slowly I mean you know try to relax try to sit at least start out with five minutes a day rather than you know it's like changing your priorities in life you know just like we eat we, we do this we do that in a day 24 hours we have why can't we just take five minutes 10 minutes each day uh, sitting in a quiet place in a quiet room um, by yourself without anything pending to do or or looking forward uh, that somebody is you know disturbing you or anything like that if you do that every day hey slowly meditation will teach you how to meditate uh, that quietude itself will take you much higher level and that's what I would suggest you know I think that's good enough to, to begin with uh, let people you know the, in this day and age people can't even sit still for 10 minutes because they're always with their gadgets and this telephones with the television they just don't have time or, or interest that's what I see <laughs> yeah. so turn your phone off for a half hour and you'll have lots of time <laughs> <laughs> don't wait for a show to come and you need to go and watch a TV show or, or something oh yeah I gotta go pick up my kid or this that I mean have things finished then it could be like before you sleep maybe 5-10 minutes or right after you wake up before you start getting busy 
uh, something like that. You got to pick up spot and time where you're not going to be disturbed, at least just for that few minutes, few moments, you know? Yeah. Well, in five, five minutes isn't a lot. No, uh, you know, to start with. Beginner, yes, it's fine, you know, to get, yeah. get used to it and get into a habitual way of sitting quietly. Um, uh, we have a lot of people that come in and they're um, talking about meditation. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things that I hear from them is I can't quiet my mind enough to meditate. I can't meditate. My mind's always busy <laughs> doing the things they got to do for the day, right? Do you have any um, suggestions for them? Yeah, um, like I was just saying, uh, that uh, continuous, uh, you know, agitation with the thoughts and, and things that go on uh, will subside if one practices every day uh, continuously. I mean, right away, naturally, they're not going to go away. You need to practice. Anything is practice, too. Uh, but another tool I can give people that are uh, doing that is breathing exercise. You know, the way we breathe is such a shallow way of breathing. And can take ten, five times each day or before your meditations. If you do that, uh, we call it an Eastern way of calling is uh, pranayam, you know, where you take a deep breath with one nostril, let go the other nostril, and then take a deep breath again with the same nostril and let go the other. That's one cycle. Uh, if you can do that, let's say five times maybe, or even a little bit longer if you can afford to do that, uh, that sort of prepares your mind to calm it down a little bit, you know, uh, gives you that tranquility and the balance within yourself that harmonizes all that energies for a bit, you know. That'll take you to the quietude a little bit more efficiently, I say, you know, if you can do that. That's what right. I would suggest. Yeah, so well, what you're doing there, um, the breathing part of it um, um, helps definitely, I understand oh. that. But when you are um, using your hands and actually having to focus, you become very present with what you're doing. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what's behind the, the, the nose breathing and actually yeah. putting your fingers, yeah. You're, you're focusing and concentrating on that, that breath, you know. And that is sort of like already you're doing, preparing your mind to focus and concentrate on that one one object, one thing that you're trying to do, you know? Yeah. By breathing exercise, uh, that you're preparing the mind to do that. That's exactly like what you just said. Yeah. So to uh, just kind of wrap that up in a nutshell, it will, for those of you who do not have um, minds that are quiet, <laughs> the breathing exercises that she just um, described there, if you do this, it will... It will um, shut out the outside noise. It'll shut it off and so become very present. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. It definitely. Hmm. Very nice. Thank you for that suggestion. Yes, absolutely. Now, Serata, what about truth? You talk about this throughout the book. What is this truth and how do we go about discovering it for ourselves? Um... Well, what is the truth? The truth is that uh, to find out who we are, who we are is that divine beings in uh, experiencing in human uh, bodies, you know? Uh, this, this humanness is an experience we're going through, you know, all the challenges, all the things that go on. And we really are those, the truth is that we are that, that um, non-dual dimension. The truth is that when you really tap into that finest fabric of consciousness and experience that oneness of the existence or the unification of everything that is, you know, that knowing and that realizing 
always leaves us with the sense of being finally at home or finally know the truth, that that thing, oh, that's who we are. This is what we are, you know. So being there and actually feeling it and realizing it uh, sort of and enjoying that blissful awareness and that unlimited consciousness, the highest source of all where we come from. And that's the truth. You know, that's what who we are. And then knowing that, living the rest of your life, not knowing that, not experiencing that and living the rest of life, these are two different things, you know. It's a whole new ballgame. And that's why we have all these issues, agitations, problems, fear, you know, because we don't know really who we are. That's what I feel. Hmm. On that note, Serato, we're going to go to a break again. But just before we do, could you share with our listeners, if they would like to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, they go to my webpage um, and they can go contact me through my email there in my webpage. That's uh, Serata Home at, uh, www.homeatlastbyserata.com. If they can go to my webpage, it, all the information will be there and they can contact me with any questions or anything they want to ask me. And a lot of people do already. Can they order, can they order your book through there as well? Oh, definitely. Amazon has it and White Cloud Press has it and Barnes & Nobles will have it. It's everywhere. And Amazon is the most easiest way to order the book from there. Any mm, just okay. New Leaf or anybody. Ingram. Okay. Perfect. So we're going to go to a break and we're going to see everybody on the other side of two minutes. Alrighty. Thank you. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back, everyone. We are speaking with Sarada Chiruvalu, and we've been talking about her book, Home at Last, uh, you know, self-realization, enlightenment, this unique individual spiritual journey that we are all on. And Sarada, I'd like to know if uh, you feel that there is any kind of a kind of a preparation stage leading into this journey that we go on, something that can assist us with the process and maybe make it a little bit easier. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I feel that maybe, uh, you know, once the turning point takes place to individuals, they're, they're in search of this kind of, a, uh, you know, truth or, um, or elevating themselves to higher states of consciousness and they're, uh, they're into meditation or any kind of a spiritual practice. I think first thing they need to do is uh, make sure they are uh, well taken care of physically, mentally, intellectually. You know, they're, they're uh, all reach certain level of maturity. That's when it makes it easier, actually. So take care of your health first. That's what my suggestion is. Take care of your mind. Take care of your, cut down your social activities. You know, um, why do you think people have so many issues when they're meditating? Because they're too much involved with too many things. Reduce that maybe a little bit. You know, uh, socializing too much unnecessary socializing, unnecessary TV shows, unnecessary spending time on gadgets continuously. Keep your brain a little bit uh, simpler or give room to other things, you know, rather than filling it up with the non-unnecessary or uh, things, well, things like that. We could do that. And also physical body has to be in perfect shape. Otherwise, you know, any kind of a pain, any kind of a issues that you're feeling, it's not going to allow you to sit and do your, practice your daily things. It could be meditation, it could be yoga, it could be anything. It will not allow you. So you need to eat well, exercise, sleep well, you know, and get enough rest, get enough exercise, keep the body in good shape. That's what I would suggest. Hmm. Very good advice. Absolutely. I think uh, many of us, you know, forget about the physical state, especially when we may be focused on our spiritual path and, and really focused on that. And then the physical body can take the back seat. Right. And also eating too. Eating the right food makes a big difference. You know, eating uh, sufficiently, but not too much, not too little. You know, it has to be a balance because you're using your energy for other things, not for uh, digestion or using the energy for things that you really shouldn't be using. You know, or eating uh, heavily or, uh, and filling it up to the rim, uh, that takes a lot of energy to digest. Now, when you need that energy to lift yourself up uh, to um, in meditation, through meditation or anything else, uh, you need to save it. So you cannot eat... Uh, Things, you know, too much meat or too much anything, which it, it, it requires a lot of energy to digest, you know. So perhaps you need to reduce it amount. The quantities have to be less. And what you're reading makes a difference, you know. Everything makes a difference. That's what I mean. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, for many of us, eating smaller amounts of food more often throughout the day is much, much more effective than... Yeah, 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 the few big meals. That that's true, that's true. 
That's what and in most of our restaurants, we can order one meal and share it between two of us. Yes. So. <laughs> I know. There's like a horrendous amount of food in some restaurants. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested a little bit more in your trip to India, your adventures there. So you quit your job and you went to India. And what, you know, what, what happened next? <laughs> Um, actually I didn't, um, you know, sort of, I quit my job because, uh, like I was telling you earlier, I was kind of forced or, uh, kind of, uh, driven toward this direction, which I thought I will not be able to have sufficient time and energy to follow through. Therefore, I, I resigned my job uh, in the pharmaceuticals. I needed more time to meditate. I needed more time to handle my day-to-day work at home, husband, family, you know, everything. Um, so I sort of gave up my job because of that. I mean, thank goodness my husband was still working so I could function well. I mean, it's not that I'm after, uh, you know, if I didn't work, I won't be able to survive type of scenario. I didn't have that. So thank goodness for mm-hmm. that um, and also after that, one thing led me to another. After a few years of uh, doing a lot of hours of meditation and after I met my teacher, that's when I went to India. I didn't go to India right away. Uh, I went to her retreats, the three of the retreats that she gave given in India in her ashram, which I wanted to go there uh, to get better, um, how do I say, atmosphere and where it's more conducive for me to sit silently and lift myself up and at much better capacity rather than in a home and environment you know where I have to make oh yeah I have to make the dinner I have to make the breakfast now I have to clean the dishes this 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 you know xyz all these things the daily life uh you know, wants us to go through. I wanted to avoid all that for a while and then just set aside of go and just stay and meditate many, many hours of meditation. That's what I did over there. It's like early morning getting up at five, meditating for several hours, eating a little bit, you know, taking a break, and then again meditate, meditate. Um, that's what took me to India. Not so much uh, just to, you know, cuts around, but uh, I went there specifically for that purpose for three years in a row. And later, that's when I attained my realization of self. And then I sort of stopped going to the retreats after that. But I still visit my teacher each year when I go there to India. And I do a lot of charitable organizations I participate in now that I uh, offer my help whatever way I can. That's what I do. Mm. So do do you bring your family with you when you go? Uh, yeah, now uh, my no my my kids don't come. I mean they're brought up here and they're born and raised here. I was born I was born in India originally, but I I grew up here since I was twelve, thirteen in U.S. <laughs> I only go there once in a while now. Uh, each year I go there, and I, until then I didn't actually until I met my teacher. I'd never even been back to India. <laughs> my whole family well, in the U.S. <laughs> well, okay, okay. So you also um, you mentioned that. Uh, so you, what do you use your proceeds of your book for, I guess, is what I want to ask you. Where is that money coming Good question. Uh, yes. I, uh, you know, after knowing my teacher uh, really well, after, and after that every year, uh, she has beautiful ashram and she does a lot of, uh, she has a um, trust where she uh, has here. Um, she uses the money to develop uh, underprivileged children in India, uh, abandoned children, and she, look at 
educates them and she has schools and she has hospitals and she has water purification projects that she developed in India and different villages and things, people where they have problems even getting clean water. Um, so I support that a lot. And I had dedicated all my proceeds of the book, anything I sell, my part of the proceeds go to her completely, to her, to her uh, uh, trust, uh, so she can help out her charitable organizations. That's what I do. And in fact, I help her other, other ways too, but mostly about this book. And she wrote a, a foreword in my book, actually. If you notice that, I don't know if you read my book, but... Um, you know, once she met me and when I started meditating with her, uh, she wrote a good uh, forward about me, who I was. Mm. These beings can see through you a lot of things, how the energy movement is, how one is advancing from one stage to another. They can tell, you know. So. Definitely they can. What an honor. That's and that's beautiful. I love what you're doing with the proceeds. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very good cause. Um, so can you give, your, give our audience um, any practical tips that are going to help them um, to find, to get their truth? Um, um, the only thing I would say is, you know, uh, one last time, uh, as I have uh, mentioned many times in my book, uh, get a copy of my book, of course. For the details, uh, but uh, enlightenment, self-realization, uh, you know, like out there, a lot of myths go on. You know, there got to be some special people. We have to be special. We have to be spiritual. We have to wear these saffron clothes, or we have to act differently. No, none of the about you. We don't need to go away anywhere to the caves and and ashrams or um, meditating and chanting up in the Himalayas. None of those are true. Please don't believe that. Um, We can stay just where we are, uh, doing just what we're doing with all responsibilities given to us, to each one of us. We can still get self-realized when it's time for you. And it's just, you know, it's a matter of uh, doing everything correctly and being uh, who you are in a, in, a, in a conscious way of living. That's all it takes. And when it's time, you'll know. Did I know when it was my, my time to experience that? No, I never knew that. Like I was telling you, I never practiced this. or In fact, I never even used to meditate with, when I was growing up. You know, I didn't even know what meditation me- meant. So when it's time, we all will get there. That's my message. We all will experience that. That's the purpose of life. It's existence. That's what I say. Mm, very mm-hmm. nice. I just want to, I want to touch base one more time. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about the sh- in the show, um, the feelings of um, the detachment um, from uh, items and people and places and things in your life that you would normally um, be drawn to or motivated to to interact with. Um, there's one lady in particular I want to, uh, hopefully she's listened to the show because it's, she came to me a couple of days ago when she's experiencing the exact um, effects that you're talking about and she was asking me why they are. So um, if you could maybe just touch base again on that. Yeah, and if you, if you could uh, do it in about... A uh, minute and a half, that would be perfect. <laughs> I'll try my best. Uh, but yeah, that detachment is the first sign of reaching higher states of consciousness. When the turning point comes to, uh, to people, the desirelessness is what that is. What she's going through, or perhaps I went through, it's like desirelessness toward worldly 
things that are what world has to offer us. It's no longer you're after it. That's what it is. You know, you don't, I mean, yeah, they're there for you. You uh, take it, but it's not the same as before. You're not after it continuously. You sort of uh, uh, take it uh, the way it's uh, given to you. That's it. I mean, you you have your needs taken care of. You're okay with everything. And you're not after chasing anymore. That chase uh, kind of stops. You know, you don't have those wants, continuous wants that kind of we all have. That sort of subsides. You know, that's the best way I can explain. And you're detached with a lot of things in general. You know, you're not so much, oh, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. Oh, she's mine, she's mine, or he's mine. I mean, even the people, relationships, all that subsides. That's like you're good. Yes, you're okay with whatever it is. And you're um, satisfied. And that's the word I want to use. You're okay with everything. Without having to do all that the way we used to do or we do. Great. I Thank think you very much. Simplest way I can explain. <laughs> yeah. So, Sarada, we are uh, at the end of the show. And we really want to thank you so much for sharing the space with us today. It's truly been our pleasure. Thank you, Rebecca and Boyd. I it's just really, I, I enjoyed so much talking to you both today. Thank you so much for having me in your show. It's our pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for your continued feedback. Uh, the emails that you send in are very, very valuable to us. You've been listening to Awakened Hearts. Join us next week, same time, same place, for further awakening, growth, and expansion on this amazing spiritual journey together. We will have Radley Ballantyne joining us, and we will be talking about taking the fear out of spirituality. Yeah, and he's going to have some giveaways, some gifts to give away on this one. Yeah, so... Don't miss it. From our hearts to yours. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in this week to Awakened Hearts. Please join your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell, again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until our next show, have an enlightened week.